Welcome to episode 12 of Using Your Brain for Success, the show that's all about helping you build a better life by using your brain the right way. I'm Liam Naden, and I'm glad you're here. Now, if you've been listening to previous episodes of this show, you'll know that your purpose for being here, for being alive, is not to have problems. And in fact, if you really work that idea to its conclusion, what it suggests is that there shouldn't actually be any problems anywhere in the world. Because as physical biological beings, humans, like all other species on the planet, we're all wired for survival. And the better your state, physical, mental and emotional, the greater your chances for survival. And the machine that you have that is designed to handle your survival, that's your brain. Your brain's sole job is to, to give you everything you need to be your best. And if it brings you something that causes you not to be your best, something that causes you to feel stressed, worried, afraid or frustrated, in other words, if it brings you problems, then it's simply because it's not working the right way. Because problems and stress don't help you to survive or thrive. They weaken you physically and mentally. So your brain, when it's working the right way, is actually doing everything to ensure that you avoid problems. And if you do get them, then to get rid of your problems as quickly and easily as possible. But if you use your brain the wrong way, which you do most times when you're feeling stressed, worried or afraid, then you're only going to create problems and make them worse by thinking with a limited awareness, which is this is all going to cause you to do the wrong things. All right. Well, the question is really, if problems aren't natural and we're designed not to have them, and if they mess things up for us when we do have them, then how do you account for all of the problems that do exist? I mean, how do you explain all of the pain and misery in the world? What about plane crashes, earthquakes, disease? And what about the major and often unexpected challenges that people face, such as health issues like cancers or heart attacks? and the bad things that we read about that are happening to people or we might have personal experience of. Some people are abused in their childhood. Other people get locked up in prison for crimes they didn't commit. People have accidents. People get robbed or attacked. So can we really say that problems aren't natural and are avoidable when all of these things are happening? It doesn't seem to make logical sense, does it? Well, actually, these things do make sense and there is a logical explanation for them. But here's the thing to remember straight away. You can only see how these things make sense. In other words, you can only see the true meaning and purpose of tragedy and crisis. You can only see that when you're using your brain the right way. And how and why crises and disasters make sense, and how we can not only explain, but we can deal with any crisis or difficult situation that you experience or see in your world, all of this is what we're going to cover in this podcast episode. Okay, so let's start by reminding ourselves about what happens when you feel afraid, worried, stressed or frustrated about something. What happens on a biological level is that your brain activates your fight, flight or freeze survival mechanism. This is the part that is alerting you to danger. But as part of that process, the brain also activates something called your sympathetic nervous system. And when it does that, two important things happen. The first thing that happens when your sympathetic nervous system is activated 
is that your brain stops you from being able to see the big picture, the whole truth about what is actually going on in the situation that you're experiencing. So once your brain sees as a problem that there is something that you need to be afraid of, then it puts all of your energy and all of its energy into what you need to react. And this, of course, is your physical strength, your ability to run or to fight. You don't need to think to fight off an attacker. And, if, and thinking could actually make your response too slow. So your sympathetic nervous system literally stops you from thinking. And this is why when we're stressed about something, we say we can't think straight, because that's literally true. Well, the second thing that happens when you activate your sympathetic nervous system, which, of course, as I just said, happens when you feel any sort of negative emotion, is that your brain automatically forces you to see only the negative side and not the positive side. Now, again, this is a survival tool because when you're faced with a threat, then you need to be able to see every possible danger that you might be facing. So your brain goes on the lookout for every possible thing that could harm you, and it blocks your ability to see anything else. In other words, anything positive. Now, as an example, just imagine you're walking through a forest in, in deepest, darkest Africa, and you hear the sound of a wild animal approaching. What does your brain do in that situation to protect you? Well, of course, it needs to be totally focused and not distracted. It needs to be focused on the possible danger. And it's going to be so focused on finding the answers to such questions as, what sort of animal is it? How far away is it? Is it coming towards me? How fast is it approaching? Are there any other dangerous animals nearby? These are all the things your brain is focusing on, and of course it needs to. It can't be distracted, because distractions could mean you misread the danger and the animal eats you. So your brain can't have you thinking things like, oh, isn't this a beautiful forest? Look at the sunlight reflecting on the leaves of the trees over there. Aren't those beautiful flowers just around me? What lovely colours. No, your brain makes sure that you don't see any of these things, even if they are there. Seeing any of these things is not going to help you survive. But you can see here what the problem is when you're looking at something that isn't a threat. So if you're feeling stressed, worried or afraid, your brain is literally forcing you only to see the negative in a situation. And because you're not thinking properly, you're going to see things much worse than they really are. And this, in a nutshell, explains our reaction, not just to small problems that we have to deal with, but to every single thing that makes us feel bad. And that includes crises, tragedies, and disasters in all their forms. Because the truth is, our brain isn't showing us the big picture. It's not showing us the truth. It's not showing us what is really going on, and it's not showing us the true purpose behind what is going on. It's not showing us the hidden perfection in every single event, in every creature, every circumstance that exists. And we'll cover this a bit later. No, it's only showing us a limited and very negative perspective in interpretation of an event or a situation. So in a very real sense, when you see something that you think is a problem, and that's whether it's a tragedy or an unexpected event in your own life, or even when you turn on the news and see all of the disasters around the world, the people who are suffering and, and everything else, and when you see this and you start to feel angry or sad or frustrated or fearful, then your brain is automatically going to shut down your awareness 
and you will see things in a very limited and very negative way. Now you might be saying, well, hang on a moment, Liam. That's fine, but what about all those children killed in that war that I heard about on the news? Or that poor man who lost his wife to cancer and he was so heartbroken that he took his own life? And in my own life, you might be thinking, what if my marriage is falling apart and it's destroying my family? Or a friend of mine has been diagnosed with cancer? These are bad things. You can't just sugarcoat it and say they're not problems or they're not deeply upsetting. You can't expect me not to feel bad about them. Well, you might be thinking all of these things and it's a natural reaction, but here's the truth. And what I'm about to say, this is not being heartless. It's not lacking in compassion or, or trying to understand or being understanding. And I'm not trying to be clever. This is simply the truth. And the truth is that whatever is happening that is causing you to see something as a tragedy or a problem is not actually a tragedy or a problem. It's only your brain from your state of limited awareness telling you that it is. So if something makes you feel bad, then your brain simply can't show you the real truth. It can only show you a negative interpretation of the event or situation. So any pain that you feel due to anything going on around you is not from the event, situation or circumstance itself, but from what your brain is telling you that it means. I'm going to repeat that. It's so important. Any pain that you feel due to anything going on around you is not from the event, situation or circumstance itself, but from what your brain is telling you that it means. Now, you know this is true when you realize that two people can look at the same situation completely differently, and one will see a problem or a disaster while the other person doesn't. They might instead see it as a great opportunity or simply something not worth worrying about. And the only difference is their perspective. In other words, what their brain is making them see. Now, let me give you an example of that. Imagine there is a man who told his wife that he wanted a divorce. How would his wife feel about that, do you think? Well, it would depend on her perspective, wouldn't it? She might think that by accepting her husband's decision and getting a divorce, she might not be able to find someone else because she thought she was too old or that no one else would find her attractive and she'd end up alone and unloved. And she might think she could never find someone else as good. She might think that the end of her marriage would be the end of her dreams and that she would end up looking back on her life with regret that her marriage had ended and feeling that she hadn't tried hard enough. And she might think the divorce would harm the children. She might think the divorce would mean that she was a failure and that others would judge her as being a failure. Now, if she thought any of these things, then her husband telling her that he wanted a divorce, that's going to seem like a big problem to her, isn't it? She's going to see all sorts of negative meanings and outcomes, and it's going to make her feel stressed, upset and afraid. But what if her husband's decision for a divorce meant something very different for her? What if she was tired of the marriage and she'd been wanting to end it herself? What if she was no longer in love with her husband? What if she'd fallen in love with someone else and would rather be with him? And what if she knew that she wouldn't be a failure, that it was not the wrong thing to do for her, that it was the right thing to move on and get a divorce? And if she knew that her children would be fine? In other words, what if she felt that carrying on with the marriage would have been the wrong thing to do? 
Well, in that case, her husband wanting a divorce would make her feel relieved and even excited about the future. Yes, she would have some feelings of sadness, of course. But she wouldn't feel stressed and fearful. And instead of the end of the marriage feeling like a problem for her, it would be like the solution to a problem. It would feel like the right thing to do. Can you see that the only difference here between these two scenarios, one in which it is seen as a problem and the other where it isn't, the only difference is the perspective. It's based on what the person thinks the event means. It's got nothing to do with the actual event, which is the husband telling her he wanted a divorce. It's entirely dependent on whether she thinks the consequences, in other words, what it means, will be good or bad. Now, you might think this is a simple example, but the truth is that what is true of this situation is the same for every single event, situation and scenario in your own life. And in fact, in everything that you see happening in your world around you. And that's everything. And it doesn't matter what it is, how you feel and whether it makes you afraid or upset or not. In other words, if you think it's a problem or not. This is all just simply the result of your brain deciding what it means. And when you understand this, you realize two things. Firstly, there really are no problems. They're only problems to your brain's limited awareness. And secondly, to get rid of any problem in your life, all you need to do is change your perspective so that it no longer causes you to feel pain, fear or stress. Because when you do, you not only feel better, but that's when you allow your brain to handle the situation in a much better way. And you get to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, being happy, strong, resourceful, and being the best you can be. Judging any situation and labeling it as positive or negative, it's never a reflection of the situation itself, but it's only a reflection of how your brain is operating. If your brain's working the wrong way, you will only see the situation with limited awareness and you will automatically see it as negative without being able to see any of the positive side. Changing the meaning to any situation in your life, in other words, how you feel about it, rather than trying to change the situation itself, is the secret to living your ideal life. It's a secret to using your brain the right way and being in control of your life. Because you can't control what is going on around you, but you can control how you feel about it. And when you do, so that you get rid of your fear and negativity, you open the full resources of your brain and you see the truth for what it is. And you allow your brain to operate the right way, and that puts you in harmony with the perfection that actually does exist in everything within and around you. Now again, you might say, hang on Liam, you're just playing mind games. You're saying pretend that everything is good about a problem and ignore the bad. Well, actually, I'm not saying that you should pretend or ignore anything. But I'll agree with you that this is mind games. Yes, because here's something for you to ponder over. Your life experience is just one big mind game. That's all it is. Every experience in your life and how you feel about it is 100% determined by your perception. There is no objective reality. Everything is just your perception. And no two people are seeing the same thing when they're looking at the same thing. This is why in court cases, witnesses to an event often have completely different stories. And it's simply because every person's brain is literally seeing things differently. 
So if how you see and feel about everything in your life and your world is a choice, and it is, what do you choose? Do you choose to stay in survival state, feeling stressed and afraid, and only being able to have a limited awareness? Or are you going to choose to live in your natural creative state, with true awareness, true perspective, and therefore being in control of your life? All right, now I'm, I know you're not convinced. I know you're still thinking, but hang on, there's no way that I can see that some of the horrors in the world, the injustices, I can't see that they're not horrific. There's wars, abuse, injustice. These are all horrific things. Well, I'll give you a couple of examples shortly, but the fact is that your brain might tell you they're horrific, but how do you know they really are? How do you know the difference between what is happening and what your brain is telling you is happening? You can't because there isn't any difference. It's all in your mind. And again, this isn't being heartless or lacking compassion for others and for, for people who are feeling pain. It's actually the opposite because this is freeing people from pain, this idea, and unnecessary pain. Because the only imperfection that you see in your world is created by your brain working the wrong way. Now, I know this is a deep concept to get your head around, if you forgive the pun, but when you really grasp it, when you really realize that imperfection only comes from the way your brain is seeing things the wrong way, then that's going to transform your life. And this is why I created Neurostate Rebalancing, because I realized that in my own life and in the life of others who I've coached and helped, as well as pretty much for every other person I've observed, I've realized that the only difference in people's lives and how they felt was not about what was going on, but it was about how their brain was perceiving it. And what for one person was, is a problem, for another person it's an opportunity. So neurostate rebalancing, this works to get your brain working the right way so that you see the opportunity side rather than the obstacles. You see the good in the world rather than the bad. And as a result, that good is reflected right back to you and the bad just fades away. Now, in case you're still struggling with this idea, and if you are, don't be surprised. It took me years to finally get this, and of course, I'm still working on my own life to improve my understanding. But if you are struggling, here's some examples. You know, if you switch on the world news, which I hope you don't, <laughs> but if you do, you're going to be bombarded with situations of apparent injustice, death, conflict, war, and really literally endless other problems. But how do you really know what other people are experiencing? How do you know that they're experiencing it as a problem? How do you know that it isn't an opportunity for them? And how do you know that it isn't an essential part of their unique life path and in learning to be the best they can be? Well, of course you don't, but you assume from your limited awareness and your perspective that what the person is going through is negative in a lot of pain. Now, of course, they might be, but that could be coming from their own limited awareness. But at the end of the day, you don't know whether what's happening to them, or to you for that matter, you don't know whether it's good or bad. You're just making the judgment based on how your brain chooses to see it. All right, again, Liam, you're asking me, are you saying that war, disease, and death, that they're all good things? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, why are you automatically assuming there are bad things? 
you're only assuming they're bad things because your brain is not allowing you to see the good in them. Now, to understand this a bit more, realize that one of the things that you don't have when you're in this fearful state, looking at something as being negative or a problem, you don't have the benefit of hindsight. And if you're currently faced with a problem yourself, you can't look into the future and see how this situation that you're in right now, that it might be the best thing that ever happened to you. I mean, do you think that losing everything you owned, including all of your income, losing all your friends, your possessions, and becoming homeless and penniless at the age of 46, do you think that might be a big problem? <laughs> well, I thought it was when it happened to me. But here's the thing. It turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. The lessons that I learnt about myself and my world, I would never have learned if I hadn't been through that. And it was the springboard for creating everything in my life, all the wonderful things in my life in the present day, including developing the understanding and knowledge to be talking with you right here, right now about all of this. And so I realized in hindsight that far from being a problem, that experience was a great gift. So changing your perspective on a situation, that's going to change your life. And if you think it can't be done, if you think some things are just too negative, too bad, too upsetting, and that there really can't be any good in them whatsoever, then the reality is simply that's not true. It's just your brain telling you that. I mean, when you think about it, and if you really do a little bit of research into this, you'll realize this, this is true. But there have been countless people who have faced huge adversity who've gone on to do great and amazing things as a result. And they all say, or all said, what happened to me was the best thing that ever happened to me. Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple Computers. When he was 30, the company fired him. I mean, this is a company that he'd spent years creating from nothing, and they suddenly turned around and removed him as a director. But Apple wouldn't be what it is today. It wouldn't have made the massive impact that it has on the lives of virtually everyone if that hadn't happened. Because Steve Jobs himself said about the sacking, getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods in my life. And look what happened. With that creativity unleashed, several years later he went back to Apple and turned it from what was then a small struggling business into the world changer that it is today. Now there are many other examples of people who have overcome struggle and painful situations to go on to create enormous success for themselves. And in every single case, the struggle, pain and failure was an essential step on that path to success. Oprah Winfrey was born to a single mother on welfare, and her childhood was filled with poverty, racism and abuse, including sexual abuse. And she herself became pregnant when she was 14 years old. But what did she say about this? She said, I am so grateful for my years literally living in poverty. She said, because it makes the experience of creating success and building success that much more rewarding. And she also said, I know what it feels like to not be wanted and how you can use it as a stepping stone to build great empathy for people. Another example, there was a man who was locked up for 27 years in a cramped prison cell. And he was forced to work hard manual labor in a lime quarry. His small damp cell let in very little light, and he slept on a straw mat with only a metal plate and a cup to eat and drink his meager rations from. 
He had a bucket for a toilet and was only allowed very occasional visitors or, le or letters. And this was for 27 years. And what was his only crime? For being black and speaking out against racial discrimination in his society. Now you think, is that injustice? Of course it is. But aren't you glad, as he was, that it happened? Because it turned him into the man with the compassion, fearlessness, dignity and strength to lead his own country out of the racial oppression that he was in prison for. That man was Nelson Mandela, who became, of course, the first black president of South Africa. And he was the one who led his country. And what did Nelson Mandela himself say of his time in prison? He said that it taught him love and compassion. I mean, he had every reason to be bitter and resentful, but instead he learned to understand that his captors were humans too. And he said, no one is born hating another person because of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love, for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. And he said, you know, I just went on a long holiday for 27 years. So he wouldn't have been the man he was and done the great things that he did if he hadn't experienced what to most people would seem to be a terrible and totally unjust situation. So wherever you see a problem in the world, realize that it's you and you alone who are labeling it as a problem. It's not the truth about the situation. It's just what your brain is seeing at the moment from your limited state of awareness. Now we've covered a lot in this podcast and I know there's a lot to think about, takes a bit of getting your head around, doesn't it? But it's well worth pondering over that this idea that all problems in your life and what you see in the world, all they are are merely your limited thinking brain's interpretation of what is happening. It's not the truth at all about what is happening. And again, this is one of the great benefits of neurostate rebalancing. With neurostate rebalancing, your awareness automatically expands. So you see more about the truth of any situation in your own life and in the lives of others. You begin to see the way things really are. You see the perfection in all things, which is the truth. And that opens up the full resources of your brain and enables you to live the life that you're designed to, being the best that you can be. So if you'd like to learn more about neurostate rebalancing and what it can do for you, enroll in my neurostate rebalancing coaching program, which you'll find on my website, liamnaden.com. But for now, and to put this all in perspective, just bring your attention to the present moment. Focus on what's going on inside your body. Become aware of your breathing, your heartbeat, of the blood that is flowing through the more than 100,000 miles of blood vessels inside you, taking nutrients to and removing waste from each of those 75 trillion cells that make up your body. Isn't this amazing? Isn't the mechanism that's making all of this happen simply beyond our understanding? I mean, how much more is there about you, about your life, and about your world beyond what you understand? Well, pretty well everything. But there's a part of you that does understand, and it's the part of you that knows everything, and it knows how to make everything in your life work smoothly, and that's your brain. So now just think of something in your life that makes you feel stressed, worried, afraid or upset. It could be something happening to you personally. Perhaps it's a problem in your marriage or your relationship. Or you could be dealing with something in your business or career. 
Well, there could be something that's causing you financial instability and uncertainty. It could even be some injustice that you see happening in the world where an innocent person or innocent people are being harmed without having done anything to deserve it. And when you have that problem in mind, consider that it might be something other than a problem. There might be a positive purpose for this that you're not seeing. It could be a precious gift from your brain, a lesson that you need to learn this, that you will be a better, stronger, happier person. It could be something that's there so that you need to learn something valuable that you could never learn any other way. Perhaps it's a necessary part of your and everyone else's life journey. So as you think about the situation that's causing you pain, ask yourself, what could this situation be teaching me? What could I see that could be good about this? And what could I even be grateful for about this? And now, transport yourself mentally five years into the future. Just imagine that five years have passed and you're looking back on what happened, what is happening right now. And you're looking back from a time when the crisis has long since passed and you've got through it, you're still here. And not only that, but your life has turned out great. And the world is a better place too. And from that place, five years on, you look back on what happened those years ago, at the time when you were struggling with the problem of the thing that, you, that had you so worried and so upset, and you say to yourself, wow, what an amazing time that was in my life. It was incredible how much it made me change and become a better person. I learned so much from that experience. It taught me so many things about how to be a better person. And I realized that even though I couldn't see it at the time, things did turn out for the best. I wish that I knew then what I know now, that things would turn out for the best, that I needn't have worried so much. I needn't have tried so hard. I needn't have become so angry or frustrated. And the disasters I thought would happen, well, they didn't happen. The world moved on, I moved on, and wonderful and unexpected things happened instead. Life really is a miracle. You see, the thinking part of your brain can't see into the future. Neither can your fight-or-flight survival brain. But your creative brain can. Your creative brain, which is your connection to the infinite intelligence that's responsible for creating everything that exists in every moment, this creates perfection in every moment. And all you need to do to recognize and use that is to let go. Let go of fear and worry because your creative brain simply can't work properly when you're blocking it with negative emotions. So just allow the perfection to unfold, which it will if you let your creative brain do its job. Use your brain the right way and you'll finally see the truth, not only about your own life, but about everything and everyone in the world around you. And you'll realize that there are no crises, no disasters, no tragedies. Everything is as it should be, perfect right here and right now. That's all for this episode of Using Your Brain for Success. I look forward to sharing with you in future episodes a lot more about how you can truly create an extraordinary life using the incredible power of your brain. Please share this show with anyone who you think might be interested. And in the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about how to create real success in your life, visit my website liamnaden.com. There you can learn about neurostate rebalancing, 
a technology which automatically gets your brain working the right way to solve problems and create a life you love. I look forward to talking with you again soon. Bye for now.